Welcome to Spirit Behind the Screen. Each episode, your host, Marty McCurdy, deep dives on industry trends around high-reliability electronics and the supply chain in aerospace and defense. This is episode 13 with Peter Hancock, president of Focus Test. I'm Marty McCurdy with Spirit Electronics with our Behind the Scenes podcast, and today we are with Peter Hancock of Focus Test. So, Peter, welcome to the, to the show. Thank you, Marty. We would love to get an inside skinny on what's happening at Focus Test these days. I know you and I have been uh, in communication here for about the last, I don't know, six to nine months just on test and test capabilities because as a distributor, uh, Everyone knows Spirit is heavily involved in the value-added test side of it, and we really play in that high-end Vera G93K space, but we're really trying to uh, work with you and and, uh, acquire and and purchase one of your testers simply because you're very strong in the marketplace in discretes. And I think one of the most exciting parts is, is that um, your discrete testers are, you know, affordable, they're dynamic, you have quite a backlog, uh, apparently, the, uh, my thoughts or everybody else's thoughts, but also you can do burn-in uh, on your testers. So if you want to give us a quick overview of Focus Test testers, that would be a, a great way to launch the show. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Marty. Um, we started the company back in 2006 with a view to address the um, MOSFET test market at that time. We saw that there was a, um, a gap in the market for, for automatic test equipment. And although all of us actually came from an IC uh, test background, different companies, we decided that the MOSFET market was the one we wanted to focus on. That brought us into both high rail applications and also volume production of MOSFETs and um, everything in between, including engineering characterization, uh, wafer testing, wafer sort, and and final test. That grew the company very rapidly in the early days. And um, the last four or five years, we've got an extra boost from the wideband gap discrete market, both gallium nitride and, and silicon carbide discretes. And that uh, is a market that's, that's spreading into also into both high volume manufacturing and, and also high rail. And of course, aerospace, um, it's, it's, it's very uh, suitable for um, uh, satellite applications, for instance. But there, of course, you need to do special testing, like tests related to uh, rad-hardened devices, which is something that um, I know Spirit is is very expert on. So right. that's a, a, a good uh, area for, for, for us work, to work together going forward, I think. Yeah, great. I agree. It's, uh, you know, it's an exciting time. And I, I find it interesting that the marketplace has I would say, let's just use the language, MOSFETs coming out out our ears, right? And everybody has a MOSFET, and the world has been trying to move to GAN. And it just seems like in my lifetime, when there was a new technology that came on the market, 
there was more of a of a, a little bit of called of a severe cutoff point where the new technology took over and the old technology faded, you know. And I'll just use some silly examples of like remember when Sony had a big Walkman and you wore it on your head and everything, and boom, as soon as the Apple iPod came out, there wasn't a, a Sony Walkman to be had, right? And like technology always takes these really great leaps and it always leaves the lagging technology behind but i find it fascinating to watch the mosfet side of it because really the mosfets still play such an enormous role in the design of a lot of the products out there and gan which you and i both uh, agree is a fantastic technology and we sell gan for epc and epc space which you know alex Lido is, uh, is famous in the gan market but really, I find that the GAN um, early adopters aren't quite as excited to jump on the GAN bandwagon uh, as they are, you know, to let go of their old stronghold of the MOSFETs. So I find it fantastic that you're addressing both sides of that market. But uh, do you agree? Do you find that same kind of, uh, you know, resistance to jump onto the GAN bandwagon maybe in other sectors other than Mill Arrow? Yes, I mean, I think for the big IDM customers, the GAN market is, is very small. So they've hesitated to invest a lot of engineering in such a small market. And if, if you look, you know, I've attended marketing meetings for the last five or six years, and they always project that GAN is really going to take off five years from now. So I think that's a reason for the hesitancy for, for the, the big IDMs to invest in GAN. But now I think the volumes really are getting uh, significant. And uh, that's triggering just a huge amount of interest, not only from the um, pioneers that you mentioned EPC, but also from you know the, the really big names, whether it's uh, TI on semi, <coughs> ST micro, Infineon. So, yeah. um, I think you're right. I think that those big companies were hesitant in the early days. So the way that, you know, the way that you and I actually met each other is that we, because we sell these products and, and also, you know, have access to MOSFETs is that uh, people in our industry in the aerospace and defense, they still want to test these things. So coming to you and focus test to, you know, get some test capabilities at these smaller pin counts than we have now has been a key part of our roadmap for the 2021. And really, I think that, uh, you know, you guys are investing heavily in your, in your product, your manufacturing, uh, trying to increase, you know, units out per month or per quarter, whatever it is. But you, I would say that you have champagne problems over there. Yeah, well, I think it's a, a supply chain issue right across the board. I think it's it's partly because everybody, I I think, went into um, a conservative mode uh, during the pandemic. We we just didn't know where it was going to end, and that included our customers. So they cut back on capacity, and now the um, orders have come back very strongly, and, and everyone is rushing to open up their manufacturing capacity again, and that includes test equipment. So um, I, I think we're uh, not alone amongst our competitors in in uh, in enjoying a big a big rush now to add test capacity. Yeah, it's. I think there's some pain ahead. You know, we we have uh, obviously some great lines with Xilinx and TI, EPC and EPC Space, Micron, that kind of thing. And and we're seeing it across the board, right? What used to be an eight to twelve week is moving to twenty plus weeks. So. 
Uh, we're just trying to work with all of our customers to, um, you know, plan and get some forecasted buys in, et cetera, because when they come to us for value add with the likes of your test equipment, it's, that it's, it's one thing for the delivery of the part, but then we have another, you know, a month to six months, depending on the complexity and quantity of the parts, to be able to do the screening and qual to any kind of mill standard 883 or PEMS qual, et cetera. So that becomes a pretty big challenge for both of us um, to overcome. But yeah, I, I think that there's some domino effects of the 2020, you know, upset that uh, that changed everybody's life. I think we're going to see some domino effects coming from that. So we're trying to be as prepared as possible, I would say. Right. What one development we're seeing is that there's a lot of interest and in, in new investments going into wideband gap, both GAN and silicon carbide. That's um, and a lot of that investment is in the U.S. And we're we're seeing a lot of these companies, which are primarily engineering uh, development companies at this stage, they're looking for engineering test services before they kind of jump in and set up their own test departments buy test equipment, hire test engineers, and so on. So the engineering test services industry, I think, is is really going to boom in, in parallel to, to the equipment. And I think that's where, you know, focus test and, and spirit really um, can, can, can offer a, a good combined service to these customers. Yeah, I agree. It's It's been a really good working model of our VP, Zef Malik. He's always had that philosophy that, uh, back when he owned ISC, IQL, and and uh, and then STS, which we sold here a few years back, is that um, he always was under the philosophy: you come in, you give it a test drive, you buy your own. So that whole mentality of providing a service has always uh, resonated with him, and it resonates with with Spirit as well. That um, you know, it's kind of a, a it, it it secures the the end customer's uh, choice, right? I I refer to it as either. You know, the, the Apple, uh, Android, whatever you use first, I find that's what you like most. So if you can try to get the customer in and get them to use your equipment first, usually that's, uh, you know, that's a little bit of a feather in your cap to keep them moving toward your particular brand whenever it comes time to buy. So uh, that's exactly. how we always looked at that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know one area of interest that you and I both have as well, speaking of GAN and things, is that the rad hard um, device testing that you're doing, because we do get into a lot of radiation requests simply from the test side of our business. So uh, maybe if you could touch on, you know, what Focus Test is doing these days within the rad hard community, that would be really helpful. This is a, it's, it's a fast expanding market for us. And uh, we've developed some uh, specific applications that are needed by this uh, market, such as uh, single event bias testing and so on, which, which allows you to continuously test the device while it's being irradiated. And one side benefit for that we can offer is that our testers, because we, you know, we like to think we have a very focused technology, that's why we came up with the name Focus Test. Our testers are relatively small footprints and, and quite transportable. So a lot of our RAD customers are not only able to, to test uh, RAD, RAD hardened devices in their test labs, but they can actually put the tester into a, a carry case, check it into uh, the luggage of, of, of an airplane and, and fly it to whatever radiation source they're using at that time and hook it up uh, right at the source. 
So that's a, that's a, another area that um, you know, where we think we've been able to offer some really good value added to, to that market. Yeah, we agree totally. We're always uh, scrambling for the rack and stack, right? Trying to figure out how to exercise the part at, at the at the source. It's always a challenge. So yeah, we appreciate that for sure. And our radiation guru, Gary Swift, will be, you know, he's very excited about that as well. So I appreciate you sharing that. Well, mm-hmm. I know it's uh, it's heading into the end of the day. I really appreciate your time. Is there any last thoughts on, uh, you know, maybe the roadmap forward, uh, that anything that the industry doesn't know about Focus Test, or you guys are, are similar to Spirit? You all have snorkels on just trying to keep up with the business at hand. I, I call them my first world problems. Yes. Every time we, we set up a company like Focus Test, everyone says, well, does the world really need another tester? Um, and I think what Focus Test can offer really is, um, as I said, is Focus Technology, which means that uh, we deliver a solution which is specific to your application, whether you're testing MOSFETs. Uh, we can also test incidentally low pin count power conversion ICs like buck regulators, LDO regulators. But we have solutions which are small. Uh, they're really focused on uh, that application and you can scale them very easily from a small tester used for engineering and engineering characterization right up to a tester that's going to be testing quad, octo, even by 16 sites in, in high volume production test. That's what we plan to do and continue doing. We're looking forward to working with uh, Spirit uh, going forward, Marty. Yeah, sounds great, Peter. I, I, I think you have filled a niche nicely, so I appreciate it. Well, thank you for your time today, uh, Peter Hancock with Focus Test. Have a great weekend, Peter, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Okay, thanks, Molly. Thanks for listening with Spirit this week. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast to let us know what you want to hear about in aerospace and defense. You can find out more about Spirit's value-added services and product lines at spiritelectronics.com.